Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent on League podcast. Much like football, it's very much a game of two halves this week as about half of the show has been recorded on Monday night and the rest of it will be a solo effort on Wednesday lunchtime because, you know, some people. Uh, as always, I'm John Phipps and right here beside me is the man whose holiday is not in any way affecting this week's podcast. It's Mr Matt Gerrard. How are you, Matt? Buzzing from my holiday, John. Buzzing to be close, this close to you on a Monday evening, but I'm quite looking forward to my holiday as well. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, apart from that, yeah, I'm all good, really. Do you want to tell the people where you're off to for, for your little break? Well, so they can burgle my house. Well, no, no, but it doesn't matter where, you, where you're going rather than, you know, that, uh, uh, Skegness, I, is it? Fortnite uh, Skegness? Uh, I'm going to Malta. Ooh. And everybody says about Malta, I said, I've never been, but it's supposed to be very nice. Have you ever been to Malta? I've never been to Malta. I have in my head that the Neville brothers like it out there. What, I don't know why what? I've got this, where I've got this so from. So I can see Gary and Phil. Possibly. On the beach. Maybe. Why do you think the Neville brothers like I don't Malta? know. I remember reading something about it back in the day. Um, and, oh, of course, the other thing about Malta, uh, which we've actually been discussing tonight, is they have a player who plays up front for their national team called Alfred Effiong. Now, is, is he, he related? related? I, I, I didn't know this, John. You told me to buy a shirt if I see... You've got to. It, it'd be like one of those Snidey shirts you get in, yeah. uh, in the, on the marketplace. I'm going to say, do you want a Malta shirt, mate? With Effiong on the back. Wow. It would be, if I see one, I'll take a picture of it. I don't think I'll be purchasing a more T-shirt. What's well, more chance of seeing Magri too, I suppose? Yeah. Because, uh, of course, we have got a Kent link. So you're thinking the Neville brothers could be there. Uh, why not? I mean, they've, they've obviously got other things, but Phil's quite quiet at the moment, isn't he? The, the women have, have packed up for a little bit. Oh, interesting. So mm. I if I do see anybody famous, I will let you know, football-related or non-football-related. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, nice hotel... The kids will jump into the pool, and everybody's still got to go to Gozo. So, if you've ever been to Gozo, people say, make sure you do a trip to Gozo as well. So, yeah, nice nice break, come back refreshed, um, and that's about it, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to it. The Bozo's going to Gozo then, is that what you're hey! telling me? I'm here all week. I should get a t shirt with that one. Yeah. From that, with Effie on nine on the back, or five, <laughs> whatever it would be. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, I've not been up to much, it's been the air show, so I've been. Uh, the busy week at home, uh, and now obviously we're just about to do the radio show on Monday night. Uh, but having, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's all good. So let's move on then, because it is going to be a, a strange old podcast this week. Um, we're sponsored, as always, by Workforce Dimensions. It's our 88th episode this week, and uh, avoiding some uh, pretty disturbing things I found <laughs> in my uh, Google search. Uh, apparently in amateur radio, it's shorthand for love and kisses. So I wonder if that applies to very amateur podcasts too. Plus, of course, before political correctness became a thing, 88 was two fat ladies, but you're probably not allowed to say that anymore. A pair of body-confident individuals identify as female is probably closer to Mark these days, wouldn't you say? 88 is a bit of a political number as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a fellow, a yeah. famous one, he quite like... Uh, yeah. Buffon used to have number 88. Caused all sorts of problems, didn't he? He wasn't allowed it, was he? No. Is there any other footballers who've got number 88 on their back then? There must be one somewhere, surely. Italianly, they have a high number. Yeah, of course they do. But he had to change his number, didn't he, for that? He did, yeah. What what happened to numbers 1 to 11, eh? Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. Right then, let's uh, let's crack on then. Um, such is the haphazard nature of this, I don't actually know if we're going to have interviews about the FA Cup, uh, but we will start with that. It's the preliminary round this weekend. Um... Ties to be played all over the place. So I'll run through the, the, the Kent-related ties very quickly. Uh, Beckenham Town against Ashford United. That's an interesting one. Uh, Bryden Ropes against Chichester City. Burgess Hill Town against Seven Oaks Town. Irith and Belvedere go to Chertsey. Cray Valley PM are at home to Whiteleaf. It's Cray Wanderers against Hythe Town. Tunbridge Wells have a tricky tie at Haywards Heath. 
Uh, Herne Bay host AFC Croydon Athletic. It's Phoenix Sports against Stainstown. Sheppey United against Glebe. Sittingbourne at home to Uxbridge. Canterbury City go to South Park. Ramsgate go to Staining Town Community. Uh, it's Sutton Athletic against Ashford Town from Middlesex. Tooting and Mitcham against Faversham Town. Uh, VCD Athletic at home to AFC Uckfield Town. And Whitstable Town at home to New Haven. So um, there's got to be a chance of getting quite a few teams through there, Matt. Well, Beckham and Ashford were guaranteed one there. So and it's obviously Sheppey against Glebe. Some, some decent game. Phoenix Sports against Staines Town. Staines have plummeted through the leagues. I mean, we've won you and they were then well, David would get promoted. So they've really gone down the leagues. Some difficult ones in there, which I just thought difficult for Hyde. We'll go talk about Hyde a bit later, but Cray Wanderers is a difficult tie for them. Cray Valley as well. They started with a nil-nil at the weekend. So, yeah, I, I think this goes to the first qualifying round and it's... The Ryman League clubs coming that one after this. Yeah, yeah. So the Premier League teams will find out their fate on Monday in the draw yeah. for the next round. Will um, they draw on the bank holiday Monday? I think they will actually. Yeah, and also, or it might be because also teams do have the option to because obviously there's a full program of fixtures on uh, Monday as well in in the leagues on the bank holiday. Uh, but I think they do have the option to move their replays back a week to keep their if they've got a derby game on bank holiday Monday, for example. Um, we had this can... conversation before how ridiculously planned it is, isn't oh, it? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, for example, you've got uh, Whitswell Town against Herne Bay on, on Bank Holiday Monday. Those two teams will want to play that game on Bank Holiday Monday. So, if either of them draw, I'm sure they can push the replay back. And, and I presume the eighth, whatever it will be, or the first, must be the first round, I suppose. It must be, yeah. No, it'll be the following, yeah, the eighth, the seventh of September, right, I think, will be the next round. A couple of weeks, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so a couple of weeks break. Yeah, well, all we want is to size to get through as many as we can, really, and hopefully, yeah. That can happen. Some of them have got some tough ones, though. So, well, name me three teams then out of those that are going to get through. Uh, Ashford United, Cray Wanderers after I think, expect to beat Hythe, and I think Sheffield United as well. We had the Tom, uh, Dan Bradshaw on last week; he can do a job. And Sittingbourne as well. I think we're going to have half a dozen at least through. Yeah, I would say so, definitely. Also, interestingly, Cray Wanderers. Uh, Tony Russell never does well in the FA Cup. Uh, they lost to Seven Oaks a couple of years ago. And uh, apparently after the draw, he texted Sam Denley and said, um, oh, I've got no chance here, mate. Well done on getting through. But it's probably a bit of mind games from Tony Russell. But that'll be an interesting game. But Hyde Town, um, we're, as I say, we're sort of rushing through things and, and we will come back to talking about it later on. But Hyde Town on Saturday, 7-2 defeat. I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Shocked, um, to be honest. Um, it's an experienced side. Um, you had jo- you were speaking to Sam Denley last week, and you know I'm sure he wouldn't have thought they'd go lose seven two on the opening day of the season, which is a, a really really disappointing result for them. But they've got to come on and go again as quickly as possible as they can. But not a se- not a starting one for the season. I don't know what he blames it on, but. Whatever level of football, you shouldn't be conceding seven, should you? No, you really shouldn't. It looks like a couple of... Well, the goal scorers there, you've got four for Warren and Fula and three for Max Miller. So, um, and Fula was at Dartford. He's been around the house, yeah. hasn't he? So, uh, Burgess Hill Town. They're a side who's going to do well, but even so, you would never have expected them to hit seven past Hyde. No, again, and they got... Well, it could have been seven one because Franny Colley last-minute penalty. So, that is really, really disappointing for... To, for Hyde and they need to bounce back as quickly as possible a game it's going to be tough against Cray Wanderers yeah it really is um, looking at the uh, Isthmian League Premier Division as well while we're on this page Matt um, 
Cray Wanderers another draw, nil nil at home to to Corinthian Casuals. Their second nil nil draw of the season for a team who scored a lot of goals lately. That's very surprising. They also lost three two at home to Folks in that game uh, last midweek. Um, talking of hat tricks, as we just were as well, two hat tricks in that Kingstonian against Margate game. One for Louis Theophanus, the Kingstonian, but Kudus and Yenga got one for uh, for Margate as well. And Margate have drawn all their games so far. They play Cray Wanderers Wednesday night, but they're not going to be that pleased with that start. I don't think. Um, scoring goals. I think like I mentioned before again the two all draw against Hornchurch to throw it away, and it seems to me they gave away some silly goals there. I think we were about to say Kudish Younger, non-league Kent non-league podcast player of the week. I think there, John. Yeah, I would say he's in with a shout. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, folks in Victor won, Leatherhead won as well. Uh, in the in the uh, Ira Jackson there um, had trials at Dover, very man and confident of his own abilities, uh, scoring goals. So not a bad start for Folkestone. No, looking. Uh, well, I will now insert the rest of the results from the uh, from the Bostic Bet Victor, or whatever it's called, South East Division, because obviously there's a full program on Tuesday night as well. And as promised, here I am with the results from Tuesday night's games and the little surprise interview for everybody as well. So on Tuesday night in the uh, Bostic League, it's not that, is it? It's the Bet Victor League, Isthmian League, South East Division. Uh, it finished Hastings United 2, Faversham 0, Herne Bay 3, Phoenix Sports 1, Hythe Town 2, Whitstable Town 0, Seven Oaks Town 1, Whitehawk 1, VCD Athletic 4, 3 Bridges 3, and Sittingbourne 1, Cray Valley PM 3. Now, I left Sittingbourne to the end there, uh, because after their draw on Saturday in the open game of the season, that means they've got one point from their two games so far. However, I caught up with manager Chris Lynch. He says that's about fair, as you're about to hear. And uh, here he is talking about that, and the FA Cup, and his young squad, and their links with Arsenal. So, two games in for, for Sittingbourne, then. You've, you've got just the one point. Is that a fair reflection, or should you have a bit more? Uh, yeah, it's, um, I mean, I thought we did really well uh, going down at Whitsville, um, you know, especially uh, when we were down to 10 men early on uh, and played majority going to 10 men. Um, I think had we played with 11, then, uh, you know, then maybe different result there. But away from home, against the thing we've lost twice to last year, um, I'll take the point, you know. Uh, going against Cray, again, they're very strong last night. Um, you know, they've got some experience there. They've got a lot of money behind them from their cup run uh, last year. And, uh, you know, they've got Mr. Redgar there and a few others of, you know, ex-league players are very, very strong, you know. I think first half, we could have scored a few goals ourselves, um, but uh, the goalkeeper made quite a few good saves. Had they gone in, you know, could have been a bit of a different story also. So, you know, all in all, it's uh, game two. Uh, we now move on to Saturday from the FA, uh, into the FA Cup. Um, and we've got a very strong young squad that uh, I have every faith in. So, as far as I'm concerned, um, we just move on. Players-wise, I suppose it's all been about, a lot about Roman Campbell so far. He's got both the goals and been sent off. Yeah, absolutely. I think let's get all of the uh, let's get all of the bits that are going to affect us out of the way early doors, and then we can push on. <laughs> um, looking at that, you say you've got a young and hungry squad, and you've had a bit of a link up with Arsenal over over the summer. That must be good for you and the club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Dean Miller up there is a, is a friend of mine. I've known Dean. Uh, he's the, the fellow manager up there. He's, um, I've known him for about three, four years now. We had a good link up at Dover Athletic when I was there. Um, and it's just uh, another uh, exciting fixture, uh, you know, to make sure that we schedule every year. So great for, for our lads, especially the young lads who've probably never been inside, um, you know, a top professional stadium, you know, behind the scenes uh, before. A few of them haven't. So um, it's always good to give them a bit of an experience to show them, you know, that this, you know, is is potentially a reality if 
if you really work hard and, and you've got enough about it to, to go on and progress in the game. These are the type of stages you could one day play in. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a great experience for the lads. And I suppose people with longer memories will remember that obviously City will once sold a player to Arsenal, didn't they? Goalkeeper Lee Harper. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, obviously not in my time. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in saying that, as a result of um, as a result of those two games we scheduled this pre-season, we've signed uh, a lad, uh, Enoch, has come in from them, uh, right winger, um, who's, again, a very exciting, fast, skillful, young, up-and-coming player. So, you know, it works both ways. They're looking to get players out, um, you know, out contract-wise or playing regular first-team football uh, from a young age who haven't quite made the grade. And uh, obviously, it's great for us to have that link to enable to give people, you know, some minutes uh, as a first-team experience. What, what are your expectations and, and hopes for the season? Well, I mean, we've we've worked really hard during pre-season. Um, and I think one of the biggest uh, things we needed to change from last year was we were conceding goals at times when we really shouldn't be. And we wasn't clinical enough in front of goal when we could have been. Um, you know, had those two areas been a direct um, then we would have been a lot higher up in the league um, last year. This year, we've, we've worked really hard behind the scenes. I've set them some high targets. I mean, obviously, a finish inside the top 10. Um, we, there has been a little bit of talk about can we go higher than that. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about setting high, high expectations and targets for these players to really push on uh, and uh, try to go and achieve. So I think that's the only way you do succeed, you know, especially when you've got such a young, hungry squad. You know, they want to do well. It's a case now of once we get that first win under our belt in the league, um, you know, can we go off, off to another play like we did towards the end of last season on a six-game winning streak, you know, and I think we can definitely go and do that. Uh, it's just a case now of you need a little bit of luck sometimes, but, um, you know, it's just a case now of holding out and waiting for that uh, result to come in and then uh, we're off. It's a tough old division, this one, isn't it? Do you know what? It, it really is. I mean, I think... I think the strength from last year going into this year is, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a really strong division across, you know, every single team. Um, I think a lot of a lot of teams, in fact, most teams, maybe even all of them, have strengthened in terms of getting players in that, that maybe they wouldn't have got last year. Um, you know, it's definitely improved the league. Um, every game is a hard game in, in this level now. You know, you look at some of the results that happen. Last weekend, you know, there was some strange ones. But at the end of the day, it just shows you on any given day, any team can go and win a game. Um, and obviously, you move on now to the FA Cup on Saturday. Uxbridge at home. Do, do you know much about them? Yeah, well, I've played them once before, um, a couple of years back now. I know they're, uh, they're quite a strong set-up down there. Um, and uh, we're, again, we're expecting a tough game. Uh, it's a game uh, that I'm uh, setting out to go and win, obviously. Uh, the lads, you know, the same mindset. It's something that we want to do well in. Um, but like I say, you, you never know until the game kicks off. You know, you never know until the end whistle. So, you know, it's a, it's a game that I want us to go and win. And the lads want to go and win. We're all signed up for that. Um, and uh, we're looking at hopefully pushing on in this, uh, in this competition this year and hopefully getting a couple of good results. What would it mean to the club and to you to have a good run in the FA Cup? Oh, fantastic. I mean, the club itself, um, we've we've done all that hard work since I've come in. Um, we've upped the media side of things, you know, the social media. We've uh, brought in some very, very good young players now, upcoming players. A lot of clubs above us are trying to get hold of some of these players, you know. So we're, we're improving the stature of the club. We're making it sustainable in terms 
terms of the budget, it's not look, it's not the highest budget league. So for us to go and uh, do well in a competition like this, you know, it brings in some some vital money to, to help us press on. So I mean, even even that game, I believe it's worth about two and a half, three thousand, I think, that win there. Um, so you know, both clubs will be looking to go and really push on and try and do something. You know, so it's really important for us. And you'd like to, the people of Sittingbourne to come out and get behind you on Saturday. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's some great, there's always a great fan base. And that's the one thing I've been massively, um, you know, happy about since my arrival here. And it's the fans are very loyal. They always turn out home and away. It's a great bunch of fans, you know, and I, I think probably um, arguably uh, the best, if not just in this league, but possibly elsewhere. You know, if you look at numbers, yeah, we don't have the biggest numbers, but they have one of the biggest voices around and it's certainly um, a massive inspiration to the players who sometimes need that, you know, that 12th man and they definitely are that. And then obviously cup replays permitting you're, you're at Ramsgate on Monday. That, that, that They seem to have spent a lot of money but they didn't have a, a great start on Saturday, did they? Yeah, I mean, again, it's another difficult situation, you know, you bring in players like we have, we've brought in some very good players like they have, you know, they've brought in a few from Margate and you know, I think they've got an Irish international, or an Irish international in the squad somewhere. So, you know, they've they've done exactly the same. They've looked to strengthen their squad, and uh, you know, you can't always guarantee though the first few games of the season that it's going to come off. So, you know, they're they're a strong side. They're going to be strong competition for us. Um, and uh, you know, again, it's uh, another game that we're looking, you know, like every game to go out and do well and give a good account of ourselves. In. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. You know, they're going to probably look at the back end of the result um, last year when they beat 4-0 back at their ground um, you know and they're going to be thinking that they've got you know that they've got a chance there a good chance of going and winning the game I mean for me I'm going to say exactly the same you know we've changed quite a bit we've got some good young players and, and now it's time to go and you know keep testing them keep, keep testing them and uh, I think sooner or later then uh, uh, you know that test, we will completely rise to that and overcome uh, overcome that and go and do well I always enjoy speaking to Chris Lynch, and uh, he spoke very well there. He's, uh, he's he's obviously got quite a bit of passion about how things are going to turn out uh, for Sittingbourne this season, and I really hope it works out for them, um, because obviously, as, as many people will know, I used to live in Sittingbourne. Uh, I've been up there a few times. I've seen some good old games up there uh, over the past few years. I've also seen a couple of absolute stinkers as well, let's be brutally honest. Um, that one against Ashford on the Bank Holiday Monday a couple of years ago stands out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see it, and, and there's so much potential at Sittingbourne. Uh, as a club and if the town can get behind them on Saturday home to Uxbridge in the FA Cup I really really would hope that they can do um, because you know it's, it's 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 a big competition for for a club who would like to go far get their name on the map and, and get back out there because it's been such a turbulent few years for the club well turbulent 20 years or so really I mentioned there selling Lee Harper to Arsenal. I remember as a 15 year old or something getting the train to go and watch Arsenal play at Central Park uh, in a fr- pre-season friendly uh, against Sittingbourne. I think Arsenal obviously ran out quite comfortably, but but it's back in the day, and if you remember these days, people, when Premier League clubs actually used to play clubs in England in pre-season uh, rather than spend their whole time going to South Korea, Japan, Australia, America, and then moaning about fixture congestion. Um, those were the days. Um, but Sittingbourne, you know, it, it, you really want them to do well, and I hope they manage to get a good result against Uxbridge on Saturday. Um, looking elsewhere in the... Uh, Bet Victor League South East Division. Oh, I, I really, I'm struggling with this. I must admit. Um, on Saturday's results, we'll just go through them all again, uh, just so people aren't aware. It was Burgess Hill Town seven, Hythe Town two. 
Uh, Cray Valley PM nil, Hastings United nil. Faversham 3, Guernsey 3, Phoenix Sports 1, Ashford United 2, Ramsgate 1, Chester City 2, Three Bridges 0, 7 Oaks Town 1, Whitehawk 3, VCD Athletic 2, Whitsville 1, Sittingbourne 1 as we've heard, and it was Whiteleaf 2, Herm Bay 2. Now I don't like to look at league tables uh, at this silly juncture because that seems a little bit uh, a little bit go. A little bit forward, shall we say, but um, a couple of teams have, have had a good start. A couple of teams have had not such a good start. Unbelievably, there's only one team with a with two wins from two. That is Hayward Heath Town in the whole division, uh, and only two teams have lost both. That's Three Bridges and Th- Phoenix Sports. Our Kent teams uh, all just sort of mucking around. Herne Bay uh, second, Craig Valley PM third. And this very early table, Seven Oaks Town, seventh. They've all got four points, so good start for them. Um, should also mention Ashford United were due to be playing Ramsgate. Uh, on Tuesday night, but that game was called off due to floodlight issues at Homelands. So um, we'll be, that one will no doubt be rearranged f- for the near future. And, and the work I understand at Homelands is uh, is pretty close to completion, and Ashford will be able to play under the lights soon. They may even need to next week if they uh, have a draw with Beckenham in the FA Cup uh, this weekend. Uh, I can't remember what else I did now, so I'm going to pause and see what happens. Looking ahead to this weekend, uh, we've already mentioned the FA Cup fixtures, um, but on Saturday in the Premier Division, it's Margate against Lewis, and uh, folks in Victor travel to Potter's Bar Town, and then there are pro- there is a full programme on Monday as well, uh, Bank Holiday Monday. In the Premier Division, it's folks in Victor against M- uh, Merstham. Obviously, with Cray and Margate have moved their game forward, and then the South. They're playing East- on Wednesday, are they? They're playing yeah. this Wednesday, and then yeah. the South East Division, you've got um, Cray Valley against Seven Oaks, Phoenix Sports against VCD Athletic, Ramsgate against Sittingbourne. Three Bridges against Ashford, um, Whitstable against Herne Bay, and then on Tuesday night, uh, Faversham Town against Hythe Town, and uh, we all know what happened the last time they met. Uh, the 26-man brawl, was yeah. it, that they had? It, uh... Why are they not playing on the Monday? I think it's because Crow in the FA Cup on Saturday, I don't, I, and I don't know what, what Bromley's fixtures are like as well, if that's had an impact. Oh, so, oh they're playing on the Sunday, are they, for the... Well, I I've got no idea, but... Uh... Well, we'll check, we'll check yes, there you go. That's exactly it. Cray Wanderers are at that. home to Hardtown on Sunday in the FA Cup. That game is on Sunday, so therefore they can't play Monday yeah. because obviously they're playing Sunday. Yeah. So, and in, that's obviously why the Hive game has been moved back to Tuesday night as well. Um, so, um, look, we'll look at the scaffold as well quickly, Matt. Again, um, I'll run through the full fix because there's been other games on on Tuesday night. Um, but looking back at Saturday's results, there's a few teams finding their feet. Stand-up result really was a 3-1 win for Corinthian at home to Sheppard United. Wellington, another good win for them at, at Beersted, 3-1. But it says it all that after three games, there's not a single scaffold team with a 100% record. Yeah, interesting. Some of the sides we thought would be running away with it, maybe haven't started as well. Maybe always this time of the season, maybe the problem with the FA Cup, they're sort of playing on two fronts where they want to get going in the league. So, yeah, a good result for Wellington. We know they had... Budget problems, they've had budget problems, got a new manager come in, decent result against Beerstead, uh, and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll keep an eye on Lidtown for my... Uh... Well, they didn't have a great, no, no, great day on Saturday, did they? So, uh, you it know... Was a bit, it was a tough one, they lost 6-0 to Rustle, and um, the lady I work with uh, is probably a bit of a groundhopper. I said to her, you'll be going to all these places. I said, it's quite nice in August, but November, some of these places might be a bit of a tough one. They they lost 6-0, well, we're keeping an eye on for them, and... Now you're checking how you're getting. I've got to do my. Um, You've got again. Game. I'm still. I'm joint twenty third with uh, twenty three points. Am I still in the list? Uh, yeah, you will be. Yeah, because they have got one hundred sixty seven different oh, people okay. on it. So, so you got to, re- to get back on that. You got to remember, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, looking at the fixtures this weekend in the scaffold as well. Obviously, we've mentioned the the FA Cup teams. We've got Corinthian against Punjab in the league as well. Hollands and Blair against Lordswood, uh, and then on Monday, Beckenham against Irith Town. 
Uh, Crowborough Athletic against Tunbridge Wells, big derby game that. Deal Town against Canterbury City. Fisher against AFC Croydon. Glebe against Everton Belvedere. K Sports against Beerston. And Sheppard United against Chatham, which is that's a big old game as well. Uh, First Division... There's a game on Thursday night, SC Thamesmead against Kent Football United. And then on Saturday, Brydon Ropes against Chichester with Noes in the FA Cup. Lidtown against Meridian VP. Uh, Rochester United against Kennington. Stansfield against Snodland Town. And then Monday, you've got Croydon Homesdale, FC Armstead against Sutton Athletic. Kennington against Greenways. Kent Football United host Rochester United. Meridian VP against Brydon Ropes. Rostall against SC Thamesmead. And Snodland Town against Lidtown. Um... Okay, so as promised, I'm now going to run through the uh, scaffold results from Tuesday night as well. And to be honest, uh, given how my laptop is behaving this morning, uh, as you may have seen on Twitter, uh, I'll probably have time to go through Wednesday's results as well before I actually get to release the podcast later on. Uh, Not happy. Um, Anyway, the results on Tuesday night, it was Deal Town 1, Hollands and Blair 1. Irith and Belvedere won, AFC Croydon nil. Uh, the game between Fisher and Irith Town uh, was abandoned due to floodlight failure. It was Greenwich Borough 1, Corinthian 1, Lordswood 2, Punjab United nil, and Sheppey United 2, K Sports nil, uh, with both goals in that game for friend of the show, uh, Dan Bradshaw. Uh, 218 people there at Sheppey on a Tuesday night. Um, however, the result that I've left till, till the end uh, is a really rather incredible one because... Beersted went to Crowborough without a single win to their name all season. And um, they came back with an 8-0 victory over the Crows. Um, Stone the Crows, as uh, Alf Stewart may say, uh, on home and away. Um, But yes, uh, an 8-0 victory that was... uh, 4-0 4-0 at half-time, 4 in the second half as well. So a great result for Beersted, um, and they are off and running. Uh, that leaves the league table in the Scaffold, Division, uh, Scaffold Premier Division sorry, uh, with Corinthian top of, the, top of the pops with eight from their four games. Uh, and then you've got Lordswood and Chatham, who both play Wednesday just behind. Hollands and Blair, uh, unbeaten start for them. They're up to fourth with six points from their four games. Uh, and Beckenham Town and Tunbridge Wells are also both 100% at the, at the moment. So by the time uh, I'm getting around to doing the the editing, I may be able to update this. But uh, my laptop has been an absolute pain in the neck today because I thought about it up past 11. I thought, oh, I'll get on, I'll, I'll crack on. I've got most of the podcast in front of me. And um, it had some updates to do. And uh, it's still working on the updates. Having gone through the first screen, it's now come on with the second screen. Um, and it's 30% through. It was on 27% for God knows how long. It's now 25 to 2. Uh, normally the sort of time that I'm prattling along with Matt Gerrard. So instead I'm just talking into my phone uh, with no one responding and, and talking about the fact they're on holiday in Malta. Um, so, and I have to go out this afternoon, so it's not going to be done this afternoon, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but Punjab United and Glebe are at the foot of the table of the scaffold uh, anyway, uh, with both of the, them yet to register a point this season. Um, so yes, we shall... Uh, we shall see how we go. But uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's very much uh, chucked together. And, and uh, for fans of Gerard, it's not quite so hot because it's uh, a bit Phipps heavy at the moment. But uh, he is, as as he mentions quite a few times, uh, in on his way to Malta now. Uh, I have found out, by the way, that Gary Neville considers Malta his second home. So there is every chance uh, that he will bump into him uh, during the holiday. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, I'm already impressed by the scaffold so far. There's not as many goals as, as perhaps there have been in previous years um, to start the season, which is always disappointing. But a te- lot of teams there finding their feet, and I think it's going to be a really competitive season. I'm excited to see how it pans out over the next few months. And so it proved that uh, I didn't get the chance to edit the podcast until uh, much later on Thursday evening. So I can tell you the results of Wednesday night's games with... Uh, 
Tunbridge Wells going top of the Scaffold Premier Division with a 2-1 win at Wellingtown. Uh, it was a, not necessarily a shock result, but uh, Canterbury City beat Chatham Town 1-0. And by the reports I read, it was a well-deserved win for uh, for City uh, over a Chatham side who obviously had a 100% start to the season as well. Uh, and Glebe were 3-1 winners over Beckenham Town, which a uh, good result for Glebe. They've had a good start to the season. They'll be very, very pleased with that. Uh, obviously, Beckham in the last couple of years have, have been strong starters, so they'll obviously be disappointed to lose that one at home ahead of their FA Cup tie against Ashford United, which takes place on Saturday. Uh, the other game on Wednesday night was Margate's trip to Cray Wanderers. Uh, Joe Taylor was among the scorers against his former club, two for Freddie Parker as Cray Wanderers were 3-2 victors over Margate, their first win of the season and Margate's first defeat. Uh, usual doom and gloom from Gate supporters knocking around, but you know I don't think that's actually a bad result. I think Cray Wanderers are a side who are going to do well next year, um, or do well this season, in fact. And uh, I, I think that that's a, a decent result. There is a game on Thursday night. I probably won't, I probably won't have finished this podcast by then. Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully Matt Gerrard arrives safely in Sound and Malta as well, because I've not heard from him, but that's pr- pretty fair, because why would you be... Te- messaging me on Twitter when you're on holiday in Malta. Maybe when I do the podcast, he'll have a listen. So hopefully everything's all right for him and he's enjoying himself out there. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, so that's the about the fourth update I've done for this week's podcast. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I do really, really appreciate it. Uh, well, we both really appreciate it. So, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, well, back to me. We are literally just flying through the National League. Uh, your boys, Dover, on Saturday... Um, Lost at home to, to Torquay, the big man on, on target again. But uh, I understand from what you were saying that you felt there was too many changes made to the team. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Dover have got a big squad and a decent squad. But he made, Andy Hessenthaler made four changes against Barnet. Um, I think that squad, that performance was probably arguably better than the Wrexham performance. Um, but then he's made five changes against Torquay and... My feeling is there's no games in the National League this week, so you've got a bit of a break. Arguably next weekend when you play Saturday, Monday, you might make some changes. But again, if David don't play with that width, they're going to struggle to create chances, and they played absolutely no width at all. So it was a little bit disappointing, to be honest. Um, uh, Torquay did this on the break, a couple of terrible goals to concede, but David have to go again. If you'd have offered me, was it nine points from five games, I'd probably start it. Arguably, look at on paper now. The next four games, as I'm putting exclamation marks, are against sides, or for the next five games, against apart from Harrogate away, the sides Davis should be at least be able to pick points up from. So I think they just missed a trip there, carrying on with the momentum of maybe getting four wins out of five. Um, Bromley's still unbeaten. 3-2 win at Hartlepool, another good result. Um, they're, they're doing, as, as, as well, certainly as I predicted, I said they're being in around the playoffs. They're, they're looking the part, Bromley. Yeah, there's a good programme out. Again, if, you have, if anyone's got BT Sport, Neil Smith's on that. A programme called The Gaffer, and it goes around. And Neil Smith, and lucky me and John have met him a few times, is a, is a really nice bloke. And he comes exactly that across as a hard football manager when he does his um, team talks. And also a man about town, talking to everybody, etc. like that. So I'm absolutely delighted. That's a cracking result against Bromley. He brought Josh Reese back in. Uh, Reese Hackett got a couple of goals, didn't he, for him as well. So they've got a decent squad there, Bromley. Um, and arguably, Adrian Clifton hasn't really got going yet. Michael Cheek will score goals. So, really good start for Bromley. And you, Hartlepool's a tough place to come. They got pegged back twice and they still won the game. So, are really unbeaten as well, still, aren't they? Yeah. 
And another defeat for Ebbsfleet. I did ask you for your homework last week. You were going to look up how many teams have lost their first four and stayed up. Well, it's now five defeats in a row. I haven't done um, that homework. Apparently, they played a little bit better at Solihull, but ultimately, the, the final score is 2-1. And, and you know, Solihull have been banging in the goals left, right and centre. So, it's not a, a terrible result, but Ebbsfleet will be desperate to get off the mark. Yeah, it's a terrible own goal as well. When you sort of, uh, the keeper punches it against Jack King's head and it goes in the back of the net. He's had a nightmare start to the season. King sent off. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Own goal. Yeah, not the greatest start. Is that his first? Uh, might have been his second game back after that, so the, the ban yet. Yeah, he's just got to grind it out. And, of course, we found out today, just a couple of moments ago, the former Epsilon manager, Dan Wilmarn's back in football. Yeah, he is indeed. He's, he's, been, he's got the Macclesfield job. He's not the first former Kent manager to be linked to, to that role as well. A uh, bit of a surprise, that one, I'd say. Well, I did see yesterday he was the favourite, so um, very interesting, very interesting. We shall see how his that one pans have, out. must have, well... It's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. But he wants to get back in, wants to get back in. But and he's back in. So <laughs> From Sol Campbell to Daryl McMahon wasn't a move I was expecting. Well, and they've got rumoured financial difficulties. So, And, of course, financial difficulties weren't a problem when he was at Ebsley, or Later on, it's basically been uh, seen about. But, yeah, good luck to him from that. But uh, nothing to do with us unless Maxfield come down. Exactly. This weekend's uh, fixtures, double header for, both of our, for all of our teams. Uh, Bromley at home to Bournemouth on Saturday. Uh, and then it's Dover go to Sutton Athletic, Ebbsfleet are home to Notts County, so it was a tough one on paper. Uh, and then on Monday, Ebbsfleet are at Borehamwood, uh, Bromley go to Maidenhead, and it is Gerard's favourites versus Gerard's least favourites as Dover meet Woking. Yeah, I'm missing that one as well. So um, Woking have grudgingly have started the season pretty well, four wins uh, out of five. Cracking was it up getting to five. Well, that's busted about 400 million coupons, I'd have thought, at the weekend, but... Fair play to them, not conceding many goals as well. Um, woke in with a couple of extra Dover centre halves in there, so um, yeah, fair play to them. But what you find that new that new promotion side bounce normally comes out, and somebody um, sort of catches them out. They're going, and Woking fans will look and at it. You'll be hoping it's Dover, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, and um, you know, Woking started the season pretty well a couple of years, and then they got relegated. So they'll be dancing on the streets of Valletta if it comes through that Dover have uh, beaten Woking. Yeah, my uh, favourite team. Yeah. Uh, into the National League South then, where um, a good result for uh, Tommy James was away at Bath City. Uh, Dartford, though, beaten again 3-1 at Weymouth. Maidstone 1-1 draw against Slough, so still struggling to win at home. And Welling had a 3-1 win over Oxford City. So Welling, um, you know, there's a few whispers around them saying, oh, we're dark horses and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're picking up results, but they, they've had a couple of aberrations along the way. Yeah, they? consistency there. Uh, again, if you keep like Adam Coombs, people like that fit. I think Connor Diamond came in for the side. People like that, keeping your, your key players fit from that point of view. And I saw, the, going back to Maidstone, I saw the stat that John Steele's been in charge 30 games. How many you reckon he's one of them? Three? Five. Oh. So, Sorry, John, did you just say this there? But, well, you know, I, I went into a bit of a last week about, didn't I? I think uh, Maidstone United. But they've got to win their own games. Um, Slough were struggling at the bottom of the table. They brought Matt McCleary in, he scored. Maybe it's going to be a slow burner. From a Maystone point of view, you look at where Torquay started last season. They started pretty poorly going forward. Then they had the momentum and they went and won the league. That's what John Steele, when the players come together, he'll be hoping that happens. Yeah, this weekend, as, as always, there's uh, two lots of fixtures um, with the double header. So we've got Chelmsford against Welling on Saturday. Dartford at home to Braintree. Had a really impressive 5-0 win over Eastbourne. Uh, it's Tunbridge Angels against Havenant Waterlooville. And Maidstone go to Concord. And then on Monday, uh, it's... Welling United against Tunbridge Angels. 
Uh, Maidstone against Chelmsford and Dartford are on the road at Hungerford. So that, got, that's a rough one on a bank holiday, isn't it? Over, over to Hungerford down yeah, the M4. Yeah, I've been to Hungerford. Yeah. Who did Dartford got Saturday? Uh, they're at home to Braintree on Saturday. So Braintree, a, bit, a big weekend for them. Braintree knocked them out of the playoffs a couple of years ago, didn't yeah. they? So, and and had a 5 0 win on Saturday, Braintree. Yeah, so. They won 4 0 in the week as well. So, um, goals, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a could be a big, big couple of days for Dartford. Yeah. Right, so that's it for the bit where uh, where Matt is here. So I will now have done some super duper editing and this will actually be towards the very end of the podcast. So uh, as always, you can find us on social media uh, at KentNLPodcast on Twitter and on Facebook you can find us, uh, we're at Kent Non-League. Um, I'm probably going to be in Gerard's seats on Monday as I believe I'm going to be down at Dover against Woking uh, for Radio Kent. So if you would like to listen to that, I'll be on online uh, i'm sure there's a sports hub special as well so i'll be part of that so you'll be able to hear my dulcet tones which you always love um will i be able to speak to you next week when you're on holiday uh, yeah i'm sure we can arrange a time that i can say how warm it is at 30 degrees um, oh yeah brilliant so that we're looking forward to my yeah I, I said I, i'll be looking forward to my I hope the signal packs up then if all you're going to do is talk about how hot it yeah, is exactly yeah um but yeah it's um yeah well it's been it's been nice to see you for for a little while anyway and, and do enjoy your holiday I'm um, looking forward to my holiday, I told you that. You've mentioned it once or twice that you're looking forward to your holiday. Um, so, yeah, the, um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to any guests that I managed to round up between uh, now on Monday night and Wednesday when I've actually sorted this out. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Sorry it's not our usual standard, but uh, we will be back to our full strength next week uh, for episode 89 of your Kent Non League podcast. But until then, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. I'm off to pack budgets, my clothes.